When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi Anna. Hi Andrew. And hey everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary, scary stories, stories to, to tell on the to pod. On the pod. <laughs> I, I was going to say scary ideas for things that could happen. <laughs> we This happens now. I'm on the East Coast. Anna's on the West Coast. Um, I, I always forget not to try and speak in unison together because there is a lag and I just have to say it normally. But my brain broke. It don't do good. Is this just is it just going to be this forever now that no one's brains are working? <laughs> I wonder. I really do. It's just I'm nonstop ready. grab. Yeah. That works for me. It's big grab. Anyway, everybody, this is a podcast uh, about scary stories, urban legends and spooky things you tell us about. It's a comedy podcast about those things. So, um yes, it is skeletal fingers, but the skeletal fingers have acrylic nails. And they are um, very slowly uh, typing in a phone number at a doctor's office as you wait for a long time. Andrew, that was too scary. <laughs> imagine imagine um, talking to a skeleton receptionist and like, is the insurance information the same as last time? And you're like, are you a skeleton? And they're like, my blood work is normal. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like, is it the same insurance? Right. They're like, I didn't get vaxxed, but. And then you just stop listening. My God. Get that little vax. It's free and it don't hurt. It don't hurt. Even if you're a skeleton, you got to get Even it. Even if you're a skeleton, you still got to get it. Um, Anna, I can't believe it is mid to late August. To me, this feels like a personal slight that it's becoming later in the summer. I don't deserve that. And neither no. do any of you. I don't like it. I don't like seeing the back to school commercials. No. Um, I don't like, I don't like seeing, uh, ice cream trucks shuddering up. Get them going. Keep them running them all year round. Scoot them up. I, I saw, I, I think I may have already talked about this. I saw a baby wearing a pumpkin hat recently yes. and I wanted to like march over and pull it off her head and be yes. like, you listen to me. You don't work. Yeah. If I'm still <laughs> sweating, standing still, you don't get to wear a pumpkin hat. I have never sweat this much in my life. <laughs> I have never sweat this much in Anna, my life. I have to tell you this. Um, Chris's uncle was, uh, recalling memories from his youth. And he said that in the wintertime, instead of an ice cream truck, there used to be a Dunkin' Donuts truck that you could get hot cocoa <gasps> and donuts from. This is on Long Island? Yes. A Dunkin' Donuts truck? I was stunned. I mean, what a great idea. I am gagged to hell. <laughs> I, oh my God, this, oh, it's rocketing me. The, this is the best thing I've ever heard. I, as a New Yorker, we sometimes get our coffee from trucks. That's true. But the issue with trucks is that they don't take cards. And if I didn't have cash, I know. I'd have to go and find somewhere. But a Dunkin' Donuts truck, that solves a lot of problems for me. I feel like that. I feel like they'd certainly take um, a credit card. 
Um, but also then I was thinking how eerie would it be like in the dead of winter on a snowy day to hear like, like it would feel very unnatural, like seeing a dog stand up. Yes. <laughs> like I know you, I know someone made you do that, but I don't like seeing it. <laughs> oh, it's very spooky. Oh, Anything boy. can be spooky. It's true. Um, and Andrew, something we do on our podcast is we read these listener campfire tales, which has been so lovely. Yes. Um, we just did a whole series on Summer of Summers or Stephen Summer's Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, the oeuvre of the director, writer of The Mummy, which is our favorite, one of uh, my favorite movie, one of Andrew's favorite movies. Absolutely. Um, you can go back and listen to them if you want. It's free. It's I don't free. know how else to tell you this. It's a free podcast. I know. You got to listen to ads now and then, but I mean, that's just, you know, that is the nature of the world we live in, everybody. It doesn't cost you anything to hit plus 30 seconds, plus 30 seconds, and then minus 15 if you go too far. That's true. But you shouldn't do it. You should listen to it and buy everything. Oh my gosh. Please buy it all. It's a free podcast. Okay. um, (laughs) And Andrew, today we are reading a story. um, And listeners, you can send in your spooky, scary ghost story to um, scarystorypod at gmail.com. And uh, this one is from a listener named Pat Long. Oh. Oh. Have you ever? I just like that name. I like two monosyllabic. Oh, my God. Monosyllabic. Yeah, that sounds like how Nigella Lawson might say um, monosyllabic. And then you'd be like, (laughs) is that how you say Is that how I should be saying that? Is that how they say it there? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, it sounds like a crush name. Yes. We're sort of nervous. Okay. And this email, the subject line is the boy in the tree. <gasps> Parentheses. Real ghost, not clickbait. <laughs> Which is, I'm intrigued. I'm reading it, aren't yeah, I? Intrigued. Dear Anna, Andrew, Ladybird, Grit, Chris, Jason, the Warren Boys, Bats Langley, and Stephen Summers. Wow. What a gang. <laughs> so How are things? Seen any ghosts lately? I definitely haven't, but I do know someone who claims to know someone who has. Oh, this is the level of ghost story that we want. And we like fourth hand ghost stories. It really, it really is nice. Now, I admit I'm a total skeptic, but I would love nothing more than to see an actual ghost, phantom, specter, spirit, or perhaps even ghoul. I mean that. Babadook me. Bent neck lady, my whole ass. I'm serious. I will eat toast soup. I will wait till Martin comes, whatever it takes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did Joan Rivers write this email? (laughs) I know. This is good. This is some real. This is this would play very well on cruises, Pat. I'm in. This is great. (laughs) I want evidence of the supernatural so bad that I ask everyone I meet if they've ever seen a ghost. I relate to this. Mm. I Andrew, I I fucked up really bad recently. I (gasps) met one of our friend Liz's friends is in. Uh, medical school and I found out recently that he wore a jumpsuit to a wedding and he looked incredible and I oh. was so nervous and the first thing out of my mouth was oh what year in medical school have you done stuff with cadavers yet because uh. I hear that cadaver they cover the, the heads and the hands <laughs> oh with um sheets because it makes it easier to and like as I was talking I was like why did I leave the house and he reacted the way he should have reacted which was um Oh, what is it about dead bodies that makes you ask people about them at parties? <laughs> and I was like, this has gone exactly the way I feared. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think anyone's wrong in this situation, but I do follow Chris <laughs> Ryan's golden rule. Um, don't question small talk. 
at a party. <laughs> Just let the small talk happen. You're on the ride. Don't ask about the curves, okay? <laughs> Don't ask about the curves. That's <laughs> ask Chris me Ryan about rule. my curves. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. I don't remember how we got there, but thank God. Um, oh, asking uh, at a party. Okay, great. Rarely do I get any great responses, but this one has always stuck with me. I call it the boy in the tree. <gasps> it happened to a friend of a friend because that's who the best ghost stories have happened to. Yes. Yeah. We'll call him Chris for the sake of convenience and also because I don't even know his name. Hopefully it isn't Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, Chris, apparently lived in rather, depending on the age, his name is probably Chris. Yeah, I agree. The odds are Chris. Um, so this guy, Chris, apparently lived in a rather haunted home growing up on Long Island. Oh, his name is Chris. Oh, yeah. It's all Chris's. Gre Green Lawn, to be exact. It wasn't Green Lawn. Hmm. It wasn't exactly something the family acknowledged directly. There just was a whole bunch of strange experiences that they'd all had that no manner of reason, of logic, scientific insight, or outright denial could seem to explain away. My buddy himself claims to have have been there when dragging footsteps crossed the floor above him and Chris during more than one sleepover. He tells me there was absolutely nobody upstairs, and I believe him because he's my friend and I love ghosts. That's nice. <laughs> I should say that this particular friend of mine is not one to make things up for the sake of storytelling. He's not even a great storyteller in the first place. Oh. <laughs> he's also not a big believer in the paranormal, which I think is a prerequisite for any great believable supernatural account. That is true. Yeah. Anyway, the boy in the tree. So when Chris was pretty young, he shared a room with his brother on the second floor of their home. Apparently, there's a big old window looking out on a big tree in the yard in this room. Sounds super normal, right? Not right. Wrong. <laughs> Trees got ghosts. <laughs> oh, I'm scared now. This voice is so good. Really, really sassy. I love it. I, you don't often get a sassy ghost story. Most of the time, ghost stories are like, I'm lulling you. I'm carrying you. It's I know, rare I mean, that a ghost story is like, listen up, girls. This sounds like it's the intro to a Reba McIntyre song, and I like it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Mama was a tree full of ghosts last night. <laughs> okay. One morning, the mother of these two little boys comes into their room. To find that the window is all blocked out with toys and blankets. So funny. Kids are so weird. Yes. <laughs> so she asks them what's going on. And little Chris says, the boy in the tree keeps looking at me and I don't like it. No, <laughs> come on now. This is too much. <laughs> I think most rational mothers would burn the home and everything else in it at yes. this point. <laughs> I personally would be absolutely over the moon because all I've ever wanted is to see a ghost. I will absolutely settle for a child who sees them and tells me about it. Correct. Oh. This mother, though, apparently just waves it off and goes about her day, even after it happens another time after that. Oh. This is probably because it was the 90s and 90s moms did not give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 90s moms ha cared about one thing and one thing alone, and that's Snackwell or Bakewell tarts. No, Snackwell. Snackwell. Whatever. Devil's food. Listen, those were the only ones I wanted because they were the only ones I couldn't have. Give me that green <laughs> box full of trans fats. I want it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have time for ghosts. They wanted sugar replacing fat in everything. <laughs> because there's no fat and what's sugar? We're all fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Um, now, the first time my friend told me the story, I immediately started looking for the rational explanation. Like, perhaps a boy in the tree was the kid's own reflection? It seems somewhat plausible, but the more you think about it, the less sense it honestly makes. A kid seeing their own reflection in a window, not recognizing himself, and assuming it was a whole entire boy in the tree outside. <laughs> whole entire boy. Tag yourself. Um, would he really not notice that the boy disappeared when he ran to get pillows to stuff up the window? I mean, children are extra stupid, so maybe. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. New paragraph. Dot, dot, dot. Except there's more. Oh, my God. I'm having fun. Me too. Many years go by. One brother goes off to college and Chris moves from the upstairs room to a room in the basement where all smelly teenagers belong. Yes. <laughs> the path we're following the pilgrimage path of our fathers and their fathers down yeah, to the basement. Go to where we bury the Doritos bags. <laughs> their much younger brother then takes their old room. This is where my friend comes into the story. He's at Chris's one day when they are beckoned angrily to that cursed former bedroom where his mom is waiting with his little brother. She's pissed. She asks them what the hell they've been telling his younger brother and why the hell they're trying to scare him and what the hell is wrong with them and continues on and on until Chris stops her and asks her what the hell she's talking about. <gasps> the boy in the tree. Why are you telling your brother about the boy in the tree? The mom had come into the room and oh. found the little brother. Okay, this part is weird, but it's apparently what happened. Licking his hand and smearing up the window with it. Parentheses, question mark, close parentheses. Kids need <laughs> to be stopped. I recognize that I didn't take a single chewable vitamin for 15 years and I put them in potted plants around the house, even though they were artificial plants. <laughs> but so it's like, I'm not, I'm not here to judge this kid for licking his hand and smearing his oh window with saliva. God. But we do need to, we do need to recognize kids Kids are rough. <laughs> My God. Licking. Your spit is clear, sir. Yes. Oh, I'm like, what do you know that I don't about your spit, sir? Oh, my God. Use your own feces or GTFO. <laughs> no, a bar of soap, something. <laughs> That's true. When she asked him what he was doing, <laughs> he said something like, the boy in the tree keeps looking at me and I don't like it. Holy oh. hell, he came back. <laughs> the obvious explanation is that Chris had been telling the kids scary stories in the hopes that, of spooking his whole ass off. But the thing was that he swore he hadn't been. And he also had zero recollection of the whole boy in the tree incident, which was over a decade ago at this point. Whoa. My friend was there to testify as well, claiming that he himself had never heard the story of the boy in the tree all the years he'd known him. And that they absolutely hadn't been trying to scare his kid brother in any way, shape, or form. Oh. Mom eventually started to believe them when she called up his older brother, and he too had no recollection of the boy in the tree. She then told them the full story in full detail about he and his brother had stuffed up the windows to hide the boy in the tree when they were very young. And needless to say, both he and my friend fully pooped with fear. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy says that this particular moment was a turning point in that family, acknowledging that something wasn't right with that house. They've since moved out, and I don't know if it was because they think the place was haunted, but I hope it was, because again, I love ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the story of the boy in the tree. I hope you enjoyed it. I feel like it would be a great way to transition 
into an urban legislature about children seeing ghosts. Well, don't make me do research. <laughs> we don't have a producer who does that. We're on I can't summer Google. vacation, everybody. I'm on a boat with my family and my <laughs> mistresses, and they're in different parts of the boat. I've been working on a on a golf course with my other hot teen friends who are like teens like I am. <laughs> they are like teens like you are. <laughs> I'm like a teen. Um, anyway, I absolutely love your show, and I really adore both of you. Oh, Thank you for oh. accompanying me into my creepy old basement to do laundry and for making me look like an unhinged maniac as I cackle to your jokes while jogging. <laughs> and for congrats on jogging. My God. Good work. Really good work. And for giving me the realization that all I've ever wanted was someone to share my unusual love for the scary stories books with. Greb, Pat Long. Pat. Oh, Pat, Greb, Greb to you and your family. Greb to one and all. Pat, this is so good. I love, I mean, because Anna, you and I are kind of the same way. We're like, we. We in ev- at every party find a corner, and occasionally, if we talk to someone we don't know, the question is, "Have you ever seen a ghost or something like that?" You know, um, it's always an option. I recently realized that, like, like just some of the people that I've worked with, they interview a lot of people, or they have a lot of generals with them, mm-hmm. and they are so good at asking certain questions. And those questions are like, "Where are you from originally? Did right. you go to school near there? Where did you go to school?" Okay, and then where did you go after school? And then how long have you lived where you currently live? Oh, great. And where is your family from? Like, those are the questions you can ask. I never knew that those were questions I could ask. I only thought my one question in my arsenal is like, so have you ever seen a ghost? (laughs) Yeah. You can ask someone where they're from. Yeah, mine is like, in terms of cryptozoology, do you think the Mothman is more likely to exist than the Dover Demon? Like, it's very... (laughs) In one way, it's a good way to keep the circle small, because then most of the time people are going to say, no, oh, interesting, and then you know to just march on to someone else. Right. Um, But occasionally you get someone who's like, Mothman is a fraud and you know it, and then you know that that's your friend. (laughs) I really, as soon as someone calls me a fraud the first time I meet them, I'm like, I think we're going to be fine. (laughs) That's how I work. Um, Oh, my God. Wow, Pat, this is so, and I have to say, so we have been introduced to many um, new icons of horror through this podcast, uh, including Dead Mikey, Madam Walk, (laughs) uh, the Red Light Demon. I think the boy in the tree is up there. I need red light. I need a boy in the tree. Uh, who who would play boy in the tree, Andrew? Who do we think? Oh, this is great. Okay. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Chris Kattan jumped to mind. <laughs> oh my god. He's ready for his I comeback. Think that's perfect. I think playing um, a child is a good move. I think yeah, it's, something it's like that. Who are unexpected. you thinking? God, I feel like Noah Jupe has to play every child in every movie. <gasps> oh yeah. Yeah, but gosh. I, it doesn't sound like the boy in the tree is screaming in agony, which is something that we require Noah Jupe to do in this, every movie. He's being is tortured. True. Um, which yeah. is, he's very good at it. It's just upsetting. I want him to have a movie where all he does is like eat nacho cheese from the spigot. That's all I, I want for this boy. It's so I always think about that with child stars who are, are, are perpetually put in the most like emotionally uh, draining situations where it's like, do then they just like go play Mario Kart? Like, are they able to switch back and forth between like kid time and um, Academy Award clip time? I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. Either. No child should have an email address. No. 
How I young are kids getting email addresses? Sorry, I just peaked the audio oh, that's really a good bad question. while streaming that question. No, that is a really good question. I don't know. I mean, I guess to me, here's a question. Do kids have email addresses like anymore? I is feel like they text? have to for school now. Oh, yeah, of course. Like for remote school, if they're doing like a Google Doc thing. Mm, that's a good point. Mm. Do you remember all of the lengths that were was like, do not put your name in your email address that you will be killed immediately? I, I don't remember that because my dad made my AOL email my name and birthday. You're kidding. <laughs> no. Yes. We had – so, like, I remember we had, like, an introduction to the internet in sixth grade in our uh, library, and um, we were told, do not put your name in your email address or your uh, AIM account. And also um, that if you I – me- I remember being stunned by the revelation that uh, when you were Googling something, if you put certain things in quotes, it would be more specific, the results. Oh, yeah. I yep, was like – do it. I was like, I am a hacker now. And um, <laughs> the internet bows to my commands. I'm Abby from NCIS. <laughs> wow. Every, every parent's favorite performance is Abby from NCIS. She's a millionaire with good reason. Yeah, it makes sense. Andrew, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this. Okay. So we've talked before on this podcast about frogging, right? Yes. Um, I don't think that's what's happening in this situation, but uh, just quickly for the uninitiated. So frogging. frogging is a maybe fictional thing that that is an urban legend, but that there are like endless YouTube videos that may or may not be fraudulent um, that are basically uh, when people are living in your home without you knowing it, often in crawl spaces, in attics or in the walls. Mm-hmm. And that they occasionally come out when you're asleep to cook and do things and like any little thing that's off about your house that you don't remember moving or food you don't remember eating, you're like, oh, there's someone living in my house without knowing. Um, I don't think that's what's going on here, but uh, my, my parents have now brought up several times that they're like, I wonder if um, any if the inspector or anyone who's come here to look at the house before uh, the new people move in have taken care of that huge nest. Because everyone keeps talking about the huge nest above your bedroom, Andy. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, there's some sort of massive nest that was in the crawl space above your bedroom. Uh, but they keep talking about it. We kind of assumed people were taking it out, but everyone else who's been up there has been saying that there's a huge nest up there. And just the oh. amount of times the words huge nest have have popped up in conversation <laughs> and its proximity to my head every night that I sleep here, um, I'm not thrilled. God, no. That's awful. I mean, you don't deserve that. No, and I'm like, what do we what do we think it is? Did anyone look and like are there eggshells in there? Huge nest. It's on the roof? It is so there's like um there's like a crawl space up in my bedroom ceiling that okay. you can put storage in there. We never have. It just exists. Oh, scary. Uh, but I guess there's a big nest up there. And I will say sometimes I have heard, I assumed it was uh, like a tree branch above that like leaves falling, but sometimes I will hear scuttling up there. Oh no. So that is my spooky thing that happened to me this week. How about you, Anna? Um, Well, my spooky thing didn't happen to me this week. It happened years ago, but it's related to what you're talking about. My parents had squirrels in the attic, (gasps) um, which does sound like it's a euphemism for like, you know, 
they're poly now, but yeah, when uh, he had like a sex addiction. No, they just straight up had squirrels in the attic, and that apparently is a really difficult um, thing to deal with because they're 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 little and they can kind of get in through any hole. Um, God, I thought there was more to the story, but it's scary thinking about my my parents getting older in their house and like creatures are getting in. Of course. Also, I'll say it: squirrels are scary. They're scary. I I'll I'll put up a, a video. I'll send it to you, Andrew, so you can put it on the um <laughs> the Instagram because I don't have the login. But um there's I have a video of Ladybird. Um we were out in Griffith Park and uh-huh. there were a bunch of squirrels everywhere. And squirrels in California look different. And I found out that it's because true. they're a different species. They're ground squirrels. Oh, they don't do trees? They live on the ground? Or they do do trees, but they're called ground squirrels. Okay. Um, maybe it's, they also are squirrel. Uh, don't, don't flame us. Don't get mad. But, um, we, I was walking her up a hill and then I saw there were like 20 of them near a dumpster and then she started chasing them and they made the craziest sound. Um, this is a a terrible story. Anyway, I'm, um, well, no, I'm I'm, I'm curious about the sound. I'll I'll send the video and we can all take a look at it and it's, um, and I really will. I know I say a lot of the time, oh, I'll send the picture and I don't. But this time I really will. I just don't know where my phone is. I don't mean to malign either party here, but I do think squirrels are rats with a blowout. Like that's really what we're talking about here. You know? Wow. Shots fired. And I I have respect for rats. I have respect for squirrels. I don't want them all about me. You know? No, certainly not. I don't like chattering. And that's a fair boundary to draw. Thank you. The point is the sounds that the squirrels were making were very bizarre okay um and ladybird looked terrified <laughs> okay i just texted it to you i mean to ladybird squirrels are like like a little like a a little fit man you know yeah it's smaller than her but not by much not by a lot Here, you'll play it and do a reaction video and then we'll post the sound okay okay well I, I'm, I'm gonna turn it up and we'll see if, if it picks it up okay. okay ready oh wait no it's in my headphones never mind ladybird Oh. oh, they're they're birds. They live underground. Yep, and it's Ladybird looking at it like she's making eye contact with the devil. Ladybird, and just Anna. in a massive because she ran up and they all ran into this spooky hole. Yeah, and she's staring at them uh, like it's opposite God. Oh, this is. I mean, that would be. Well, also, this is kind of what, like, this is sort of what her background is. It's like hunting these types of creatures. (laughs) This is like when someone who grew up doing gymnastics does a cartwheel at a picnic. Like, she knows what she's doing. (laughs) Um, And everyone claps a little bit. And they're like, I I, I barely know what I'm doing. But they know exactly what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Um, But you can also hear me. I like, I want to give her the opportunity to act out her breed um, traits. Yes. But I don't want her to actually catch one or hurt these animals because I feel bad for them. Of course, of course. Um, well, I think so that's you'll, a healthy approach. You'll hear me every so often going, Ladybird, Ladybird. <laughs> and then not doing anything because she, they're, they all just keep squeaking. Sorry, lady. <laughs> She's looking at me now like, what I do? I'm asleep. Yeah. It's, I mean, no one wants to see their kids get in a fight, you know? Um, <laughs> Wish we could see Ladybird right now. She'd be cute. <laughs> she always cute wow um, i mean we could have had a nice tight podcast but we went we went loose i'm glad we did i'm glad we had squirrel talk anna thank you so much for sharing this pat story and pat thank you for sending it 
Pat, thank you so much for taking the time to type this out. What a great story. I know. So well told. If you liked what you heard today, you can give us a five-star review uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on Instagram or Twitter at ScaryStory underscore pod. You can send us your scary stories at ScaryStoryPod at gmail.com. And one more thing you could do. Get out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.